Life Curious Women, where you will find honest conversations exploring women's experiences learning, growing, and healing. I'm your host, Ashley Nadine Lopez, and I'm excited for you to join our collective learning experience. Welcome back, Life Curious Women listeners, to this week's episode. If you haven't gotten a chance to tune in, we had Marvelis Polanco on the podcast last week, who is a self-love and empowerment mindset coach. We talked all about her journey immigrating to the U.S., and following all of the steps she thought she had to follow to be successful. After 13 years climbing the corporate ladder in the HR world, she decided to get her coaching certification after a deep self-healing journey. And now she helps others on their self-healing journeys to uncover their limiting beliefs, heal, and move forward to manifest their goals with ease. I highly recommend tuning in. Before we begin this week's episode, I wanted to mention that we do have a monthly newsletter at the moment. I take some time every month to give listeners a roundup of all of the episodes for the month. It's a great way to make sure that you're not missing any of the amazing content that we're putting out. And I also give a quick update for the month for Life Curious Women. We are only three episodes away, including this one, from the finale of season two of Life Curious Women. I can't even believe it. (laughs) It feels like we just started this season. If you'd like to be signed up for the newsletter that comes out monthly, please just DM us on Instagram with your email and I'll be able to sign you up. There are a lot of things brewing in the Life Curious Women world, universe, if you will, (laughs) and I don't want anyone to miss anything. One of the things being is a website that I am looking forward to launching in a couple months. It's definitely something that's long overdue, plus a couple other really exciting announcements. So make sure to sign up for the newsletter. Again, you can just DM us on Instagram with your email, and we'll make sure that you're signed up. For those of you who are already signed up for our newsletter, you will have already read about our announcement to participate in Tink Media's April Adopt a Listener Month. And for those of you who haven't, do you know someone who has never listened to a podcast? It might sound bananas to you and me, but those people are out there. If we want the podcast industry to grow, we need to turn those non-podcast listeners into podcast listeners. Tink Media thinks so too, and in April, they are launching Adopt a Listener. They're asking you to find someone who says, podcasts aren't my thing, and give them a thoughtful recommendation, something that will get them hooked. Life Curious Women is a proud supporter of Adopt a Listener. Go to tinkmedia.co slash adopt to sign up and find resources and learn how you can get involved. All right, let's get into this week's episode. I am so excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Today we have Ashley Johnson on the podcast. Ashley is a plant-based chef 
who helps transitioning vegans and anyone looking to live a conscious lifestyle reach their desired goals with comfort. I met Ashley at a Meatless in Manhattan event, which is hosted by two of my childhood best friends, Sean and Joe Leone. Check them out on Instagram. They host these really great creative vegan events in New York City. They have one coming up in April. I attended one of their events earlier this year, and Chef Ashley was the chef for the event. Her meals are incredible. I am not a vegan, and I can 100% say that her food was delicious and didn't even make me miss anything that wasn't vegan, truly. In this episode, we chat with Ashley about how she transitioned into a plant-based diet back in 2016, how coming from a Jamaican Chinese background, Ashley found it a little difficult at first to find meals that represented the flavors on which she grew up having. So she started doing more research, she saw a void in the plant-based industry, and then she started cooking some of her favorite cultural dishes for her family and friends, which eventually led her to building a client following of thousands of new and inspiring vegans. She is the owner of Violet by Vegan Chef Ash. They offer an array of services including catering, meal prep, events, as well as personal chef services. Her main goal is to help children and adults live a long life by teaching them alternative ways to eat comforting foods. I am so excited for you guys to gain all of the wonderful insights from Ashley's journey. I do want to mention that this episode is just for educational purposes. If you are planning to change your diet in any way, please make sure to do so at your own discretion with your own research, and with your own medical team. All right, let's get into it. Take a listen. Hello, Ashley. Thank you for joining me today. I'm excited to talk about your story. How are you doing today? I'm good. Thank you for asking. Have you you ever interviewed another Ashley before? I've (laughs) never interviewed another Ashley, so this is a first. And it's so weird to like have to say your whole, your same name, <laughs> but I grew up, I feel like I grew up with a lot of like always having another Ashley in a Around. class. Yeah. Like in a class. So it was always like, which, you know, the, by the last name that, you know, so yeah, Ashley I, J, exactly, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So I totally, I'm sure you like dealt with the same thing. Mm-hmm. I don't know like how old you are, but in, I was born in 1994 and that was the most popular name name really I'm, I'm a lot older yeah so <laughs> I'm you were like 12, 12 years older than you but... so you were ahead of the curve then mm-hmm. <laughs> your parents yeah. were like ahead of the trends <laughs> yeah I like to start off every episode just talking about who you are as a person if you can just describe that to the audience for those of you who don't know who you are sure um so I'm Ashley I am a plant-based chef. So I'm a vegan chef. I've been a vegan chef now for about five years. Um, I started my vegan journey about six years ago. I've always loved to cook and, you know, it just kind of, it was something that came to me and I, I, I love every minute of it. But outside of that, I'm a mom. I have two, two kids, a 14 year old and a 10 year old. Um, 
And I'm just, I'm a peacemaker. Like I'm just so, my family always tells me all the time, I, I, I like to zen shit out is what they say. I'm sorry, can I curse? <laughs> so, um, yes, you they, can. <laughs> okay. They always tell me, it's like, you always want to zen things out. And I just, you know, I'm a lover. Like I, 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 I feel like leading with love is a part of my purpose. I feel like it's a part of everyone's purpose in life. And so any way that I can, you know, smooth things over, make things more peaceful for people, make the people around me uh, more comfortable, you know, that's, that's kind of me. I'm a, I'm a big people pleaser, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I would say less of a people pleaser, more of like an includer. That's, that sounds more of what you're trying to say. You're like more of like an includer. Like you like to include people and like, yeah, make them feel Mm -hmm. good. That makes sense with, choosing to be a chef. (laughs) Yeah. That is such a pivotal part of being a chef, you know, and making people come together around food, which is just like so amazing. So yeah, I'd love to dive in to talk about your commitment to doing more plant-based vegan cooking. So I read from your bio that you in 2016 was when you started to transition to more of like a plant-based life. Mm -hmm. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Like why that was important to you? What made you want to transition in that direction? Mm-hmm. And and then, yeah, if you want to just talk about combining that journey with starting to cook plant-based and things like yeah. that. Yeah. So in 2016, it was kind of like, it was a tough time, like in, in life and just kind of um, making a huge career change. So for 12 years, I worked for Sephora. I was a manager. I kind of worked my way up, started from the bottom and worked my way up. And I love the aspect of it. I actually went back to school for retail business management. Um, I thought that it was, you know, what I really, really wanted to do. I love the beauty industry. I love all the being innovative. I loved, um, you know, working with people, not just clients, but actually, you know, the girls that I hired and that worked with me or worked for me. And so there was a point where it was like family or work career, because while retail is great, it, it does, it's very, it's very tolling on your body and time and just things like that. And so there was a point where I had went, I think like 14 weekends in a row where I didn't have a full weekend off. And so I didn't get to see my, my daughter and like, you know, things are really tough. My son was really young. And so it was career change or stay here and like really stick it out. So I did a whole swap. I like, I quit, I got my, my real estate license. And so I dove into that, but then I also started to explore um, vegetarian lifestyle, right? I was dating someone at the time who was a vegetarian. I was like, oh, let me try it out. Let me see what it's, you know, what it's about. So pescatarian mostly. So I did that for about a year. And then we met this gentleman who happens to be um, a holistic doctor. And he's raw vegan. <clears throat> and so he put us onto a raw vegan diet for 21 days. And so I did that for 21 days. And during those 21 days, like I learned so much about myself, my, my everything purged, <laughs> first of all, yeah, Men- mental, physical, just everything. I started to run three miles a day. Like I never really ran in my life. And so I started to run three miles a day. I had so much energy. 
Um, my focus was insane. And, you know, like I said, I just dove into to real estate. So like I'm taking all of these classes and I'm going to all these open houses and meeting new people and networking. Right. And it just it kind of like gave me that push that I that I needed. And so um, after that raw fast, I didn't go back to dairy or um, fish. So I okay. left I cut everything out. And um, I explored the vegan lifestyle. It was tough. You know, yeah. um, I live lived in a household with everyone who ate meat, who ate, you know, regular. Yeah. Um, and so me being the only one, it was a little bit of a challenge. But, you know, my family kind of kind of understood. And at first, learning the recipes and, and not getting tempted and say eating what they were eating, mm. you know, it was really, really tough. And so I pushed through that and I started to create create things that, you know, were nostalgic of, you know, what I ate growing up. So whether that be a curry, I, I would curry a chick, the chickpeas or like pastas and things like that, just learning to veganize them. And um, I started to have my family test and taste the meals and they loved them. And friends started to pick up and then I started to, um, they wanted to see what I did because I lost 20 pounds during wow. the whole ordeal. Yeah. I lost like 20 pounds and they, they wanted to do it as well. So I had friends, family, friends of family and things like that. I would just make meals for them. I would sell um, plates or sandwiches or whatever. And then I started to meal prep and yeah. that's how I got into really cooking. But I've always had a passion for cooking. I've always cooked with my mom, with my grandmother. Like I always love cooking. So Wow. That's so fascinating. Cause I feel like you were like on this path of trying to figure out like, what's the next step. And then it, it just came to you. Mm -hmm. Like it just like happened. That's yeah. so amazing. Like, I feel like mm -hmm. that's such a testament of, you know, following your intuition and like just being in tune with what feels right for, for you. And yeah, that, that's just really like really cool to, to hear. Yeah. I think um, often we have these dreams of, you know, the way we want our lives to be or the way we want certain things to go. Yeah. And I feel like this, it wasn't a dream. It wasn't anything that I had thought of. Yeah. Although the lifestyle, like I always said, like, especially working at Sephora and working 10 hour days or whatever it is, mm -hmm. and, you know, um, five days a week, um, long weekends or whatever. Um, you know, I always said I wanted to be able to work four hours a day, right? This is, this is, this is what I had written down. This is what I put, I wrote down every day to manifest. I mm -hmm. want to work four hours a day and I want to be home for my kids when they get home. Wow. Fast forward, like that life is my lifestyle now. Like wow. I'm able to cook for clients in the morning or, you know, run errands for, for catering gigs or do whatever and still be able to be home when my kids get home from school. That's so, oh, that's so amazing and you really ah oh, wow that's so good because i just feel like like you just said we don't know sometimes what that path is going to be we think we know but we we don't actually know right but you knew how you wanted to feel and you knew the outside things that you wanted like you know the spending time with your kids the working less hours to be able to have that time Right. And then all you needed was to just like wait for like the universe to like bring all of that to you. Like that's, mm -hmm. that's so amazing. Wow. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Okay. So I want to talk about a little bit about like how your background influenced your cooking and like 
your food. So you're Jamaican and Chinese. So how did that mm-hmm. influence your recipes? And, you know, cause it's tough. Cause I feel like whenever you come from like, like I come from a Caribbean background. So like, they don't really understand like veganism and things like that. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, dairy products, me, all of that is such a pivotal, like integral part of the cuisine. So mm-hmm. I'd love to hear about how you were able to like integrate those that background into your cooking oh um I'm still learning right there are still so many dishes that I still haven't even dove into but yeah my my family's Jamaican Chinese so there was a lot of oxtail curry goat um jerk pork you know like so many different things that you know I grew up eating now for me everything is in the the way you season right it doesn't matter what you have whether it's a piece of chicken a piece of steak chickpeas, a piece of tofu, you know, the flavors are really coming from the seasoning. And Mm -hmm. so when I was able to understand that and how my mom seasoned her, her meats and how she seasoned her fish and, you know, what she was using, I just kind of adapted that. Right. And I think we overcomplicate things a lot and we're like, Oh, vegan is so hard. Like, Mm. you know, I, I don't know how I would be able to do it, but when we when we kind of shift, have a little mind shift a little bit, and we really focus on, all right, so what is it that goes into curry chicken? Okay, curry powder. You know, a lot of times they use coconut milk, right? Coconut milk is vegan, right? You know, ginger, scallions, like pepper, like all of these things I can use, and I can use them with a different source of protein, right? That happens to be plant-based and convert it. And so, um, I started to do it, do it like that. Don't get me wrong. It was hard at first, especially six years ago when I did go vegan because there weren't a lot of um, meat alternatives like there are now. Right, right, right. Right. Cheeses, things like that. So, you know, I tried making my own cheeses at first. It didn't come out right, you yeah. know, but then you, you eventually get it. It was important to me to integrate my Jamaican Chinese heritage my the seasonings and things like that because I didn't want to feel like I was missing out on anything and so I'm still able right now I'm at my mom's house so I'm still able to come here to my mom's house my grandparents owned the house before this so this is my grandmother's kitchen and then now it's my mom's kitchen right and so I'm able to to come here for family gatherings and still be able to enjoy some of the same things. My mom will make a big pot of rice and peas, right? Yeah. And she uses coconut cream in it. She'll make a big pot. She'll make sure she has veggies. And then I'll bring my own like protein, like chickpeas or whatever Mm -hmm. it is. You know, you, you always try to, my family has been very accommodating. I have to say that. Yeah. But to kind of, to kind of go back, my, my aunt who is Jamaican Chinese as well, she's vegetarian and she's been vegetarian pescatarian since I was a baby and so it wasn't too foreign to them right um just the vegan part like you're not gonna have seafood at least like you know just that but they understood and so like uh Jamaicans we cook with a lot of coconut coconut milk so you know it wasn't that hard but it was hard to for me palate wise to kind of let go of the chew of the chick, the, the, the chicken or the meat or whatever it is, you know? Yeah. You spent your whole life. So it's, it's a transition for sure. Yeah. It was like, the, I, I went vegan when I was 29. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it's, yeah, of course it's a transition. I'd love to talk about that because I feel like it's true. Like, I feel like there's a lot of, it, it can be difficult to transition into 
plant-based and I'm wondering like what your advice would be to anyone who was like listening who's like thinking about it or wants to maybe incorporate more plant-based like what do you what what do you suggest people start to do like where do they even begin to really because it can be overwhelming like sometimes it it can be overwhelming because yeah you're changing a lot of the things you're used to, but also I feel like, like you said, there is so many options now for replacement of things, but then some of those products aren't that great for you. So what is your suggestion to sort of navigate that transition? Take it slow. You know, if you want to start with like one day a week, like uh, meatless Mondays has become right. Like a huge, huge thing. I say, just take it one day at a time. And don't heavily rely on the plant-based meat alternatives. Like you said, they're not necessarily the best. They're great for someone who's transitioning, right? Who, you know, doesn't want to feel left out. You know, summer's summer's coming up and you're going to want to go to barbecues. So if you, you know, there's something that you really want to do, you may want to bring your Beyond Burger or, you know, Dr. Prager's, whatever, whatever your choice is, you may want to bring something like that with you. And that's completely fine, but don't heavily rely on that go back to kind of how we learned the food pyramid, right, in school. And so you think about having the right amount of protein and veggies. It's the same thing in a, in a vegan lifestyle. You may eat a little bit more than someone normally would, right? So a lot of people say they go plant-based or they go vegan and they're like, I'm hungry all the time. And that's because you need to make your portion size a lot bigger. That's and interesting. You need, yeah, you need to fill those gaps. So with healthier alternatives. So Right now I'm on a, a raw fast. Mm-hmm. Um, today is day, I think, 16. I'm doing 30 days. Wow. And this is always a challenge. Just the longest that I've ever done it. Other yeah. than the 21 days that I did when I first went vegan. Since then, I've only done a max of seven days yeah. raw. So this is my longest stretch. So what does and- that look like? Like, what what are you eating? <laughs> okay. So I'm actually following right now. I'm following a guide from this couple that I follow on Instagram. Uh Um, So I'm following their guide, but I'm doing my own little twist to it because, you know, I'm a chef and I kind of like, you know, my palate palate is a little different. So for me, what that looks like is um, in the morning, it would be uh, key lime water, right? That helps to kind of flush everything out in the morning. It's a tea that I'm using, a gayuasa is the Mm. herb that I'm doing with ginger. And that helps with energy, blood flow, high blood pressure, all those things. So I have that in the morning, along with the juice. So I make a fresh juice every day. So those are the liquids that I have in the morning. And then I intermittent fast. So um, by noon is when I break my fast. So I'll have like a smoothie or mono fruit meal. And then I'll have like a huge salad. Okay. So and the salad can be like I'll do like a mango salsa um, with avocados and I'll, you know, I maybe I'll do a lettuce wrap, things like that. I'll have that. And then dinner um, would be my next meal before dinner. I'll either have a smoothie or a mono fruit meal. Okay. And then dinner would be a, a big salad or like zoodles um, uh-huh. with like a cashew cream or something like that. So that's how I've been eating for the past 16 days. It does get trying. It does get a little bit. And this is why I said, you know, you want to take your time with it. Like right now I'm doing this. I know eventually down the line, maybe years from now, I do want to go fully raw, 
But I understand that right now, the way my life is set up and moving around and for clients, it could be a little bit difficult, right? Mm. And so this is what I what I said when you're going vegan, you're going to have events that come up. You know, my sister tried to go vegan for Lent um, and she probably lasted maybe two weeks because then her birthday came up, a friend's sure. birthday came up, she had to go out. She lives with my mom. So if my mom is cooking fish or whatever, she and she doesn't have anything to cook, it's one kitchen. You know what I mean? So it's kind of like, yeah. I, I get it. So this is why you want to take your time, you know, with it and just go slow and plan. You have to plan it out. Like with this raw diet, if I didn't have a plan, if I didn't have the recipes ahead of time, if I didn't have, you know, my list, uh, my grocery list and things like that, I probably wouldn't keep up with it. Like I'll be yeah. like, all right, you know, like where's Wendy's or <laughs> where's wherever. You yeah, know? yeah, it's true. Even mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've noticed it with myself, even when, you know, when I'm trying to eat healthier or like whatever it is, I work at a restaurant, I'm a bartender. And so it can be really hard because it's like, if I don't plan and prep my meals, like I'm going to inevitably eat something that's like not that good for me later Mm -hmm. because I don't have it with me. I'm not prepared or I didn't think ahead, you know? So like, yeah, I totally like, I, I totally see that, which is why it's so cool that you're kind of filling that gap. Yeah. Making that step easier with, you know, your, your services. So what are, what are the benefits of, of eating mostly raw? So you're able to intake the nutrients Um, when you cook vegetables or, or, or fruits or whatever, you break down a lot of the nutrients, even juicing, like juicing the wrong way. You're breaking down a lot of the nutrients that your body really needs. So with the raw, I call this my raw reset. Um, It's, I always do it. I always do a raw fast around the spring equinox, right? It's the, it's considered the, the official new year, right? Um, Everything is new. The plants are growing, you know, um, it's spring cleaning is a, is a, it's not just about cleaning your house. It's about also cleaning your, your, your body, your mind, so many different things, especially even tonight with the new moon, like there's so many different aspects of renewed energy. Yes. Right. Right. And so for me, it energy levels are increased. So I have a lot more energy. What else? Skin. So my skin clears up. Um, I actually just came from a dermatologist appointment because because of this detox, <clears throat> my eczema, like mm. whatever skin conditions, like everything is purging, everything is coming out and it's, I see. it's like intensified. And so you should always allow your body some time to, to rest or reset. We do so much to it with you know, working, uh, being out in the New York City and in the pollution, um, UV, there's so many different things that we do, even the cell phone radiation, right? You want to do like a heavy metal cleanse, things like that. Um, So this is a way for me to reset my body so that now I can perform at the optimal level, you know, and remind myself that there are certain foods that don't make me feel good, right? Mm -hmm. And so, before I got on the fast, I the reason why um, I started even working out about a, two months ago was because I gained like 30 pounds over yeah. the past six months. And so a lot of it had to do with, yeah, I'm creating content and I'm cooking all these amazing meals, but I'm eating a lot of processed foods, yeah. a lot of processed foods. And so what that did was my you know acne came back, uh, had like low energy, bloated stomach. 
um, severe stomach pains at the end of the night, not, not understanding why issues going to the bathroom. Like there were so many things that were like piling up. And I was like, no, like I need like a heavy, and this is why I did 30 days. I need like a real full reset because sure. it's been a very long time. And so the reset is just, is that it's literally resetting my body to its normal state and getting rid of all those toxins that I've put in over the past year or few months, you know? Yeah, 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 absolutely. <laughs> I'd love to backtrack a little bit and talk about starting your own business with Violet. Mm -hmm. And if you could tell us a little bit about like, about that process of like, when you officially were like, I'm doing this, I'm making this a business. And then Mm -hmm. how did you start? I know you said you were like cooking for friends and stuff like that. So is that how you started getting clients? And like, Mm -hmm. how do you continue to like grow the business? I think it's really interesting that like, not only are you a vegan chef, but you do vegan meal prep, which I think is like really, really needed when mm-hmm. it comes to someone wanting to do, you know, wanting to transition to a plant-based lifestyle. Cause like you said, it's all about prep and things. And sometimes people just don't have time, you know, to yeah. really focus on that. So yeah. I'd love to hear about your decision to like officially commit to, you know, running this business and yeah. And all of that. Yeah. So I started, it wasn't Violet at first. It was a vegan p- planned meal prep. And so I started that um, actually a year before. So in 2018, 2019 is when I was like, you know what? I've been cooking for friends and family. Let me like make this official. I put up an Instagram page or whatever and like really see if I can gain clients off of it. And so through word of mouth, it kind of, it spread. Yeah. And then during the pandemic, in 2020, May of 2020, we officially launched because there were so many people at home that wanted healthy meals um, right. that didn't necessarily know. And they wanted meals that actually had flavor. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, everyone <laughs> was becoming a lot more health conscious around that time as well. Yeah. So you put vegan in front of anything. They were like, okay, cool. Like no dairy, like there's, you know, no cause of no chance of inflammation, a lot of different things. So my boyfriend and I, who we run the business together, teamed up with a DJ here, a Caribbean DJ in New York. And we officially launched. And when I tell you it went insane. <laughs> That's so cool. <laughs> it, it went crazy. So actually before that, we started doing events. So we would host events. We have the Vegan Grill and Chill that we started about cool. six years ago. So, you know, through that, through word of mouth with that, it kind of everything just kind of started to pick up. And so in May, May, June, July of 2020, was, we were cooking out we were pushing out over 300 meals a week and it was myself, my boyfriend and whatever friends that I had that would come and help like prep and things like that. And so that led up to our event. So um, grill and chill, vegan grill and chill. We have it every August of every year. Um, That year during the pandemic was the most people that we had. We hosted it in a secret garden backyard Cool. And we had over 300 people come during the pandemic. Whoa. Yeah. And that was like insane. And so um, after that, I um, moved to Jersey. <laughs> I moved to Jersey. <laughs> um, so we pulled back on the meal prep, but we still offer, offered the catering services. Got and it. so last, last year, once we finally got settled in, we launched the meal prep again. And so the meal prep is, 
um, it's not your average meal prep, right? Like there's so many companies that do meal prep HelloFresh and they do meal kit mm. boxes and things like that. So ours is um, really flavorful foods. It's not just like your, your uh, to fried tofu with your steamed veggies and your rice, right? You're going to get a lot more flavor from us. So we're using things like crystal mushrooms, lion's mane. We're, we're using, we're packing really good ingredients into it but it's really flavorful foods. And so you have, we have things like Rasta pasta, my lasagna made with my cashew ricotta cheese. It's probably like one of the top sellers. Like everyone loves the lasagna. That sounds really good. <laughs> um, and it's just, it's literally, it's veggies. It's like mushrooms and zucchini and peppers and onions, but it's the sauce and the, the cheese, mm-hmm. the, the bechamel that really, I think people gravitate towards. And so I think last year we decided to make the switch from the vegan plan meal prep and switch it over to Violet because I felt like while the vegan plan meal prep was cool, right? I felt like it didn't really tie it to me. It didn't really tie it to a, a bigger purpose. And so Violet is my grandmother's name. And like, like I told you, I'm here, I'm at my mom's house, but it was Violet's house and it was Violet's kitchen. And so I learned a lot of different cookings and I actually have a picture of myself actually by the window in my grandmother's old kitchen and so old and like, you know, like eighties, but that just, it kind of brought me back to, wow, like we literally hung out in Violet's kitchen all the time. And now it's my mom's kitchen and I come here and we cook together and we do things together. And it just, it felt right to me. And I wanted to give my grandmother her flowers while she was here. And then the meaning behind Violet, the serenity piece, the Mm. tranquility, I just felt like it really made sense. And so I wanted to pay homage to her while she's still here with us. She's 88 and 88. Wow. That must be really cool for her. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, she lives in Florida now, but I do um, get to FaceTime her and, you know, she was really happy. Um, She came here for my sister's wedding a few months ago and I kind of like, you know, announced it to her and told her about everything. And she was really excited about it. So she's very calm. She's a, she's a Capricorn like me. So she doesn't really show a lot of emotion. Gotcha. (laughs) (laughs) But um, she, she got it. And I, I, you know, my family loves it. They love the fact that we're paying, you know, giving her her flowers literally <laughs> while she's, you know. Yeah. There. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's amazing. Great. So I like to ask everyone this question. Mm-hmm. So just because we are talking about being life curious and everything, and you've kind of talked about it a little bit throughout the episode, but I'd love to talk about like, what, what keeps you like, what fuels you, what keeps you, you know, lights your fire, you know, what about everything that you're doing now really fuels that passion inside of you? And like, what are you constantly trying to learn more about? And, and yeah, like keeps you engaged. Yeah. So Oh, that's a great question because <laughs> I feel like, you know, day to day things kind of kind of shift, right? Like the reason why the reasoning behind things, but for me ultimately, I think it's my family and being able to do things for them. Like I t- I kind of touched on this a little bit in the beginning. Yeah. But being able to really serve serve them, you know, yeah. and and I never want people around me to feel like they're lacking for anything. And so I think that's what pushes me on a day to day. My kids, 
you know, obviously, you know, my, my, my parents, my mom has been home since my son was born. She's been home for 10 years. Like, um, so she lost her job. They were like downsizing and she was able to, it happened literally right after I had my son. Mm. And so it, but it was God sent because I don't know who else would have, I would have trusted to take care of him while I had to work and things like that. And so, um, you know, being able to one day provide for them, I think that's why I go so hard and why I push to even start Violet because no one in my immediate family are entrepreneurs. And I think that that's a huge thing, right? My dad has worked for um, a company. He has a really good job. He's been there for so long. My mom was with that company for 20 something years. And so for them to be able to just say, Hey, you know what? We don't need your, your, your role anymore. Um, We don't need you anymore. It's kind of like, dang, do I really want to, do I really want to sit with a company that can go on without me, you know, should anything happen like that? Or do I want to build something now that my family, my kids, you know, can live off of for a lifetime? And so that's what really pushes me to, and, you know, it's still a, a work in progress. Meal, pepper, meal prep is great, but, you know, what are the next steps? You know, like, do we want to open up a brick and mortar? We want to we want to be unique. We want to stand out. We want to be, you know, slutty vegan level, right? Yeah. You know, where she, where Pinky has, like, taken over in so many different ways and she has shown that she is there to serve her her community and Mm so for me it's doing that serving my family not necessarily vegan food but serving them by providing different things for them resources for them jobs for them whatever the case may be you know that's kind of like my driving force to really provide for them you know yeah yeah absolutely that's Mm -hmm. that's a beautiful answer. I love that so much. Thank you. <laughs> Last question. Who's your favorite life curious woman? And it could be anyone that's like famous, not famous, historical, personal. Mm, wow. Okay. I would have to say, and you know, the vegan community, I think needed this, but we didn't know. And it had to be, it has to be Tabitha. I think that, and I was watching something someone had said about her the other day, Tabitha Brown. There are so many different aspects of her, but what really draw people draws people to her and my non-vegan friends and non-vegan family, they send this, send me her stuff all the time. It's because it's her personality. It's the way she touches mm. people, right? And so I want to be able to to do that. However means, you know, like I'm I'm definitely more of a calm person, more of a, a calmer spirit than she is. I don't have all that, that energy and that, that pizzazz that she has, but you know, um, I think that she has definitely set the bar and she's someone that, you know, I look up to not necessarily her style and the way that she does things, but the fact that it's coming from such, such a genuine space and her just sharing her story and being able to help others through, through her, her story. I think that that is what a life curious or, or you know, a powerful woman is, you know, to me. So, yeah. <laughs> I oh my God. I her. have to look. I, I don't know who this is. I need to look her up. Tabitha Brown. So okay. she, she social media famous. So, so say like, I think Instagram is where she really like um, blew up, but she's an actress first. And she kind of shared her story of, she went through a, an illness and just kind of, how veganism kind of helped her through it, but it wasn't even that, like, she's not pushing veganism in your face. It's like, this is, this is my life. This is who I am. And this is what helped me. And, you know, so I just think her journey, I think is really, really dope. 
Amazing. Okay. That was so great. So if anyone wants to like work with you or, you know, buy the meal plans and the meal prepping from you, how can Mm -hmm. someone do that? So they can follow me if you want like recipes, if you want to do things yourself, you're not local in the New York or New Jersey area. You can follow me at Vegan Chef Ash on Instagram um, and on TikTok. And then if you are interested in catering services, meal prep, personal chef dinners, um, private events, um, we do kind of kind of it all. Um, yeah. You can follow us Violet by VCA um, on Instagram and we all of our information is there. You can book with us. Um, we're working on the back end on our website and just kind of fine tuning things. But it's, up, it's there. <laughs> perfect. Perfect. I'll put everything in our show notes for everyone listening so they can connect with you on there. Yes. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me, Ashley. Thank you. This is wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week's episode of Life Curious Women. If you enjoyed this episode and you're enjoying the season so far, please take a moment to rate and review the podcast on your podcast platform of choice. This helps draw new listeners to the podcast such as yourself and helps grow the show. Another way to support Life Curious Women is by sharing the show with your friends and family via text message, DM on Instagram, when you see them in person, tell them what you love most about the show. And lastly, take a screenshot of the episode you're listening to and tag us on Instagram. We'll make sure to connect with you and reshare your post. Thank you for listening to Life Curious Women. And as always, make sure to stay life curious. (laughs) 